Oh, hello, friend. John here coming to you from the quiz cupboard. I'm here with my co-host, Coco the Cat. She's on light presenting duties this week, but is providing moral support by occasionally walking on the keyboard. One day she'll accidentally write a coherent quiz round while doing that, and that's when it'll all start paying off. This is episode 50, and it's been over a year since I released the first episode, so I'm taking this self-made opportunity to have a few weeks' sanity break from the regular feed. Obviously, there's the monthly special coming out this Saturday, the 10th of June, for Patreon subscribers, but I'm hoping this will also give you a chance to catch up on some older episodes if you're newer to the podcast or if you've missed any. It really is just me doing this, so a rest and reset, probably quite important. For now, though, wonderful news. I've got four rounds of questions for you, as fiendish as usual, and starting with one of, I assume, many crowd favourites, Slimericks. It's five clues in the form of Limericks, read by 90s-era Eminem, a.k.a. Slim Shady, leading you to the answers, which are five stage musicals, standard stuff. I'll repeat the Limericks after Slim for maximum clarity, and I just want the name of each musical for two points apiece. Here's question one. As the non, she loves singing and strumming, and these accents were too unbecoming, so she taught kids some songs, but then more came along. I confess I did not see that coming. So like I said, I'll read them all again for clarity. It's just a bit of fun, heard of it? Sorry, a bit aggressive there. It goes like this. As a nun, she loved singing and strumming, and these actions were too unbecoming. So she taught kids some songs, but then war came along. I confess I did not see that coming. Yeah, get it? Very clever wordplay. Well done, me. Right. Uh, just the name of a musical for two points there. Question two goes like this, Slim. We love it on both stage and screen, even though the main character's me. As a writer of sorts, I blow Steven Schwartz, but I'm jealous enough to turn green. And again, this is question two. Beloved on both stage and screen, even though the main character's mean. As a writer of sorts, I applaud Steven Schwartz, but I'm jealous enough to turn green. Question three. An acquaintance who recently passed had written his name on my cast. So I thought I'd pretend we're secretly friends, but it got complicated quite fast. Yep, variable the word for the audio quality here. Let's try again. An acquaintance who recently passed had written his name on my cast. So I thought I'd pretend we were secretly friends, but it got complicated quite fast. Interesting. That was question three. Question four is this. As the next call, you can't get ahead. Though you only stole one loaf of bread. So you run from Javel and they'll make you the mail. While the barricades bleed black and red. And just to repeat, as an ex-con, you can't get ahead, though you only stole one loaf of bread. So you run from Javert, and they'll make you the mayor while the barricades bleed black and red. Fairly nonsensical, unless you know the answer to that one. And question five. Good morning to Pompsitoni, a place I would not choose to be. Now I've seen the witch up, but I seem to be stuck. Good morning to Pompsitoni. And here's that last one again. Good morning to Punxsutawney, a place I would not choose to be. Now I've seen the woodchuck, but I seem to be stuck. Good morning to Punxsutawney. Okay, that's all of our limericks for round one, the slimericks round. Round two's after this. I was frozen today! And I like warm hugs. I'm guessing you don't have much experience with heat. Nope, I was frozen! First, the words. Second, the second, the best. No, you're not having a medical episode. I'm trying to tell you that the next round is a second the best round. That means that for each question, answering with the second thing in the category will mean you score two points, the best result. If your answer is instead the first thing within whatever parameters I specify, you get one point, which is not as many, but still better than none, which is what you receive if your answer is not in the top two, or indeed if you fail to answer, which is no fun to anyone. 
For a brief example, if the category was largest countries in the world by area, Russia is the number one answer, so you'd get one point for that. But for the two points, you'd need to say Canada, the second largest country in the world. You only get one answer each time, obviously, so choose wisely and, uh, more importantly, have lots and lots of fun. I know I will. Question one, then, is most populous countries in South America. It's a country's one, like the example there, not all like this. But if you can tell me the second most populated, most populous country in the continent of South America, you get two points. Or if you want to go safe and tell me the most populous, you get one point still. Question two is books in the Harry Potter series. In order of publication, if you need me to specify, I'm sure you know what I mean, though. I will give you a clue. They all start with the words Harry Potter and the... So if you can just tell me the bit after that for the either the second or the first book in the series, well done. Question three, Daughters of Donald Trump. This is according to official sources, including whitehouse.gov, and it's in age order. So oldest daughter of Donald Trump for one point, and the second oldest for two points. The youngest daughter, that is, of former President Donald Trump. He's only got two listed daughters there. Question four, players with most points in the NBA playoffs. This is across their entire careers um, in the playoff, the part after the regular season of the National Basketball Association. So the player with the most points in those games or the second most, you see how this works, right? It's a basketball question. And question five, Disney theme park locations in the order in which they opened. So there are six different locations with Disney resorts, Disney theme parks in them. Can you tell me either the first location that had one or the second place where they opened one of those, please? Round two is over. Round three coming up. Round three this time is False Instruments, where my glamorous MIDI keyboard Gary has helped me reimagine some song introductions using new instrumental sounds. So you may recognise the riffs themselves, but they won't sound the way you're used to. It's a challenge, but I think a nice one. I do want both the song title and the name of the original artist, please. Those are worth a point each yours to take home today. Here's question one, which is now on orchestral percussion. Oh yeah, I forgot. I got the voice of Steve Coogan playing Alan Partridge to say, let's go. Just to finish that intro off. So again, artist, original artist and the song title there, please. I think that should get you off to a nice start. Here's question two, which I've changed to traditional Indian instruments. Cutting off exactly where the vocals would come in each time. Same idea there. Okay, question three, we've got one of two in a row that are on sort of 80s synths. This one I'm just going to call generic 80s synth sounds. Oh, it can be tricky this one, can't it? Like I said, question four, uh, this one's called Retro Pluck. 
Just a short one that, but a classic song. And let's keep it moving with number five, which is, of course, on marimba. This one, by the way, has quite a long gap, but stick with it. Yep, just a little quaver before the lyrics come in after that gap. So I hope you've got five artists and five song titles written down. If not, do it really quick while this music plays. Round four tangible tandems. I need two answers to each question here with each pair sharing the same first three letters. For example, Jason Statham and Jasmine Rice. J-A-S at the beginning of both. That's a pair. I'll give you two short descriptions at a time and it's a point for each person, place or thing you can correctly identify. Even if you don't get both, you can still score for one of them. So have a go is what I would say to you. Question one then is a European country and a Spice Girl. To clarify, I want the actual name of a Spice Girl, not something Spice. You know, the nicknames that they had. So a European country and a Spice Girl. There's only one combination of those that shares the same first three letters as each other. Question two, a top five Japanese car manufacturer and a US state capital. That's it. So again, there are multiple possible right answers for a US state capital, 50 in fact, but there's only one exact combination of those two things that share the same first three letters, a top five Japanese car manufacturer and a US state capital city. Question three, a movie starring James Dean and a novel by Daphne du Maurier. There's not that many films starring James Dean. That narrows it down a little bit. What Daphne du Maurier novels do you know? You get the idea of the round, I'm sure. Question four, the nickname of a team that's won the Rugby World Cup and a citrus-flavoured soft drink made by the Coca-Cola company. I think this is the hardest one of the lot, but of course, if you're a rugby fan who is a big fan of fizzy pop, then you might get that instantly. The nickname of a team that's won the Rugby World Cup, that's in the men's edition, and a citrus-flavoured soft drink made by the Coca-Cola company. And question five, a planet in our solar system and a drink size option at Starbucks. Planet in our solar system and a drink size option at Starbucks. They've got their own specific system of naming the sizes of drinks, coffees, etc. at Starbucks. And there's only a certain number of planets in our solar system that we know of, aren't there? So that's all of our questions for tangible tandems. Put your hand up if you've got any questions about the questions, but I'll see you for the answers in just a tick. What does a turkey do when he flies upside down? When he flies upside down? He gobbles up. Of course. He gobbles up when he flies upside down. If you like what the quiz cupboard's got going on, do feel free, nay, compelled to click subscribe or follow or whatever and consider turning on notifications so the next episode drops into your lap as soon as it's laid so you can lovingly nurture it under the heat lamp of anticipation until you're ready to press the hatch button and fire up the necessary courtesies at your leisure. Uh, There's also the aforementioned Patreon if you're a fan of more as a concept. Where were we? Answers. Oh, you'll be interested in this. Answers. So, round one was Slimericks. 
the musicals edition. I'll read them again and then I'll tell you what musical using my voice. So question one, as a nun, she loved singing and strumming and these actions were too unbecoming. So she taught kids some songs, but then war came along. I confess I did not see that coming. The answer is the sound of music. Of course it is. We have a nun with a guitar teaching songs to kids. Then we also have the war section towards the second half of that musical. The sound of music. Two points if you said that. Question two, beloved on both stage and screen, even though the main characters mean. As a writer of sorts, I applaud Stephen Schwartz, but I'm jealous enough to turn green. Uh, well, in my opinion, the most famous Stephen Schwartz musical, recently made into a film with a green character, um, is Wicked. Wicked, about the Wicked Witch of the West, Elphaba. Um, Defying Gravity, very famous musical theatre song, is from that musical Wicked. Question three, an acquaintance who recently passed had written his name on my cast. So I thought I'd pretend we were secretly friends, but it got complicated quite fast. It's the closest to a plot synopsis I've got for any of these. It is the plot of Dear Evan Hansen, or more like the premise, I suppose. Dear Evan Hansen from 2015, very popular newer musical there. Question four, as an ex-con, you can't get ahead, though you only stole one loaf of bread. So you run from Javert and they'll make you the mayor while the barricades bleed black and red. Like I said, a bit of a strange one full of non sequiturs there if you don't know Les Miserables. Les Mis, as it's popularly known. Two points if you said that. Basically the story of Jean Valjean there, the main character. Uh, question five. Good morning to Punxsutawney, a place I would not choose to be. Now I've seen the woodchuck, but I seem to be stuck. Good morning to Punxsutawney. Well, aren't I clever? The answer is Groundhog Day. There is a musical of this adapted by Tim Minchin, uh, adapted from the 1993 film Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And it's all about repetition. Repeat, someone stuck repeating the same day, isn't it? You knew that. Groundhog Day, the answer to our final Slimericks question there from round one. Round two, second the best. Let's go through these. So number one, most populous countries in South America. The number one answer here, clear and uh, away from the rest, is Brazil with 213 million people therein so one point if you said brazil the slightly easier answer in my opinion and there were two to choose from here i would say did you guess the number two answer here colombia 51 million inhabitants there colombia argentina number three so unlucky if you put that 45 million um a significant amount behind six million people but still fairly close compared to brazil isn't it so no points for argentina two points for colombia one point for brazil Question two, books in the Harry Potter series. Well, the first one to be published is called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, 1997, that was published. I believe it was also published under the title And the Sorcerer's Stone um, in other places in the world that are not where I am right now, the United Kingdom. So if you said that one point, either of those, Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone. Two points, though. Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Only a year later that was published. It picked up steam fairly quickly, that series. So two points for Chamber of Secrets there. Question three, daughters of Donald Trump. Number one here, his eldest daughter is Ivana Trump. Her nickname is Ivanka, but actually she's directly named after her mother, Ivana. So if you said Ivanka or Ivana, one point for you. And his second and youngest daughter, as far as we know, is Tiffany Trump. Yes, Tiffany, two points if you said her. Question four, players with the most points in the NBA playoffs. 
Now, I hope you didn't panic too much if you're not a sports fan here, because I suspect strongly that you will have heard of one or both of these players. The number one answer here, the player with the most ever playoff points in the NBA, uh, is LeBron James. Heard of him? I have. He has 8,023 points so far from 282 games. So one point for him and two points if you said Michael Jordan. Oh, right. It was easier than you thought. 5,987 playoff points from 179 playoff games. So two points, Michael Jordan, one point, LeBron James. If you're interested, the other players that are above 5,000 points in that category are Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at number three, then Kobe Bryant, then Shaquille O'Neal, then Tim Duncan. All household names in uh, certain houses, I'm sure. Question five was Disney theme park locations in the order in which they opened. I'm being slightly uh, generous with what you could have said here, what counts as a good answer. But number one, uh, Disneyland in 1955 opened in Anaheim in California. So Anaheim, if you just said California, all right, you can have the point there as well. That's one point because it's the first one. And number two here is in Orlando in Florida, Walt Disney World, which opened in 1971. I'm also accepting Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista because they're the more specific little cities, cities in a loose sense of the word, in Florida there. But so Orlando is a commonly known place that it is, isn't it? If you said Florida, again, I am accepting two points because you, you were thinking of the right park, weren't you? Not Disneyland Paris or one of the ones in East Asia there. So yes, Florida. Two points. California, one point. Right, false instruments. Let's listen to these ones again. And I've added the bit of the uh, the real track on the end of all of these. Let's hear number one. Yes, it was another one bites the dust by Queen. So one point for Queen, the artist. One point for another one bites the dust. Alan Partridge playing the part of Freddie Mercury, of course. Finally, question two was the traditional Indian instruments. You may just have made out the title of that song. If you listen very carefully, it's called Hit the Road Jack and the artist Ray Charles. So a point for Ray Charles, a point for Hit the Road Jack. Question three on 80 synths. It's Amy Winehouse with the song Back to Black. Relatively high on the toughy scale, that one, in my opinion. Well done if you got that. One point, Back to Black. One point, Amy Winehouse. Question four. I met her in a club down in Lord Soho Where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca-Cola C-O-L-A-C-O
Another very British one. It's The Kinks with Lola. Lola, one point. The Kinks, the artist, one point there. Well done for question four. Question five, Marimba. Here we go. might be in the kick yourself category that it's video killed the radio star as you now know one point for that then and the buggles is the name of the artist for your other point fantastic job on false instruments and i'm talking to you not myself or gary he never gets any praise round four was tangible tandems so the only european country and spice girl combination that has the same first three letters as each other is germany and jerry halliwell so if you said germany and jerry that is two points if you said only one of those and guessed the other one incorrectly fine have one point it's basically one point per correct answer here isn't it but with a bit of a clue Question two, top five Japanese car manufacturer and a US state capital. The two answers here are Honda and Honolulu. The only combination where that really works. I hope you gave yourself some time to think through that one, if you could be bothered. One point for Honda, one point for Honolulu. Question three, a movie starring James Dean and a novel by Daphne du Maurier. The answer here is Rebel Without a Cause and Rebecca. Well, the two answers, I should say, Rebecca the novel and Rebel Without a Cause, the James Dean film. Question four, uh, the nickname of a team that's won the Rugby World Cup and a citrus-flavoured soft drink made by the Coca-Cola company. Well, that soft drink is Sprite in this case. I know there were multiple options there, but Sprite is the one because Springboks is the name of the South African rugby team, the Springboks and Sprite, the two answers. South Africa have won the Rugby World Cup on two occasions. Question five, a planet in our solar system and a drink size option at Starbucks. Our final two answers of the quiz are Venus and Venti. Venus the planet, Venti the drink size, in case you needed that clarification. All right, no more free quiz this week. Thanks for coming to this one, though. Life is ever enriched by your mere presence in it. Uh, there are social media. Send your scores if you like. If you're on Spotify, I think I've got it to ask you that after you've listened. Uh, or there's always email if you remember that concept. Quizcupboard at gmail.com. I'm off to have what Gary Neville might call a mini retirement. Google it. See you soon. See you soon.